You're listening to Wellbeing with the Sydney Swans. Welcome to Wellbeing with the Sydney Swans. This podcast is designed to explore the emotional, physical and mental well-being of humans. On today's episode, we look into the importance of trying to get a set routine during the COVID-19 pandemic to maintain some normality in our everyday life. Sydney Swans Club psychologist Susie Raddick joins us to discuss the topic and provide some guidance for those who might be struggling with the routine. Let's start with the obvious question, Susie. Why is setting a routine important? Look, I think it's important to set a routine um, just as it is when we, before this time and after this time, we'll go back to work and we'll go back to our lives with some sort of regularity and predictability. So when there is a lot of uncertainty, and one of the things that we can control is our day-to-day operations. What what we pack into our day, um, what our goals are for that particular day, and it doesn't have to be looking too far ahead or getting too carried away with it. Um, And I would say that balancing up routine and structure and scheduling with flexibility is probably the important thing. So we might want things to go a certain way, um, but being able to respond and adapt to new information or changes or um, other people's um, movements and things like that is also super important. So I think that it's the reason why it's most important is just to respond to this uncertainty that um, that we're dealing with on a day to day basis. What would be some of your recommendations for people that are looking to set up their daily routine if they haven't got into one yet? What would be some of your recommendations around what to include in that routine? Obviously, some people are still working, some people aren't, so that varies for for those individuals. But um, I guess as as a general rule, what would be some of the things you'd recommend? Yeah, look, that that is a really good reminder. Some people have had a major adjustment in terms of not being able to work at this particular point in time, but um, that that's absolutely no excuse to not set up some sort of routine. Now, because we know that we're going to get through this and life will somewhat go back to normal, um, I think that it's really important to focus um, a little bit on your sleep patterns. Now, I'm going to be talking about the waking part of your sleep patterns, but just in terms of when you get up in the morning. So it might be very, very tempting to sleep until midnight or sleep and sorry, sleep until midday or sleep until um, you feel you've had enough sleep. And I'm, I'm speaking to people that are getting more sleep than they've ever had and feeling more tired than they ever have. And I would say that that's, um, there is a risk in actually oversleeping and, and, and not feeling productive enough with your day. So the first thing I would suggest is trying to keep your wake time relatively similar to what it was when you, you were attending work or before all of this um, halted us and put us um, paused things for a little while. So, you know, if you regularly wake up at six o'clock to go to work or get get exercising before you go to work, I would suggest trying to keep roughly about that time. Now, I know we're all going into winter, the days are getting shorter, it's getting a little bit easier to stay in, in bed. The, the best thing I think you can do is to try to kind of honour that that wake time. Um, and that's, that's where you can sort of start your planning or your day. So um, know yourself, like if exercise is something that you do best in the morning, then there's no reason why you can't still get up and exercise. And I think we'll probably talk a little bit more specifically about that in the moment, but whether that's a walk or a run, um, I know everybody's having to get incredibly creative with the exercise that they do. There are so many options available online now. I've done um, quite a few workouts in my front room, watching um, free videos online. Um, You know, I'm my yoga mat's permanently out. So there's lots of things that we can be trying to adopt from an online sense, as well as 
being permitted to get out and exercise as long as you're not um, required to quarantine at the moment, um, obviously. So um, I would start, you know, start the day with exercise if that's traditionally how you do things. Um, so trying to keep things as, as normal as you possibly can. So that might be exercise um, and it might be getting into your work day if you've got work opportunities, so working from home and meetings and things like that. Um, if it's not, if you're not able to work at the moment, it might be the period of time where you um, have a shower, have your breakfast, sit down and plan for, for looking for work opportunities, updating your CV, um, having meetings with people about what opportunities are available to you down the track um, or what might be out there right now. Um, I think it's also really important to plan for breaks. So you don't have to go from you know, eight o'clock in the morning through till five o'clock in the evening. It's really important. Our brains need breaks and our brains would have breaks if we were at work. So every 90 minutes to two hours, you know, making sure you get up, go for a walk around the house, make yourself a cup of tea, have a snack. Um, and I know we might talk about food and food <laughs> in just a moment as well. Um, whether it's connecting, you know, sending somebody a message or arranging to give them a call that evening. Um, so having a bit of downtime in that workday is really important. Listening to a mindfulness recording or taking some time to just lie on the floor and have a stretch and have a break from your working hours. Um, and then also it's really important, I think, to build things into your day that you're looking forward to. Now, whether that is exercise or whether that is being able to go and get a takeaway coffee, um, whether that is connecting with somebody at the end of the day that you're looking forward to having a chatting, a chat with, or whether it is something creative, you're going to bake a, a nice meal or um, create a piece of art or listen to some music. So I think it's really important to still build into um, our day things that we're looking forward to so that this time doesn't feel like the worst thing that's ever happened, but that there, that there are opportunities for um, downtime, hobbies, interests that perhaps we didn't attend to or didn't have time for um, previously. Um, so I guess that's a really loose outline of how you might like to kind of structure your day without me being too prescriptive, but making time for exercise, making time for social connections, making time for um, relaxation or downtime, um, creative pursuits, um, as well as work. I don't think I mentioned work, but some of those, um, those um, big, big ticket items, build those into your day. We might delve a bit deeper into eating and exercise shortly. Just for those people that aren't working, I guess the idea of setting goals and things to achieve so you feel like you're actually um, getting something out of your day. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? And I, just, yeah, having a sense of achievement in your day, even if you're not still working um, in a full-time basis. Yeah, look, a sense, uh, I would say that the three pillars of well-being are, you've just mentioned one, is, is achievement connection and enjoyment. So I would say that um, with respect to achievement, um, it might be that you spend a bit of time, like you, you set some time around looking at SEEK and looking at what job opportunities might be available. It might be that you have some people um, from your workplace that you know have relationships with other people that you could invest in setting up a, a Zoom meeting with them to have a conversation. It might be that you just you look at a course of study and, and recognize that there are a lot of free online courses available um, at the moment. And Hey, maybe it's a time for me to take a different direction with my career or with my um, learning or with my education goals. So, you know, I think that it's really important that that sense of achievement is going to come from identifying what, what you can do again, problem solving rather than just worrying about what the situation is. So problem solving, what can I do right at this moment in time? What information do I need and who can I speak to to gather this information? 
And your sense of achievement is going to come from getting to the end of your day and saying, I had this call, I investigated this course, I read about this job opportunity or whatever it might be. I updated my CV and looking back and saying, you know, really that's as much as I could possibly do today with the time that I had available to me. And that's, that's a pat on the back. It's probably a chance as well. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Suze, but for people to delve into that basket of, of things they've always wanted to do that they haven't had time to do. I mean, I know people are finding they get so much more time back in their day when they don't have a commute to work and they don't have, um, I guess, all the added elements that and part of our normal daily routine mm. aren't there. So that with, with that extra time doing something that you've always wanted to do, not necessarily that you have to do from a, from a livelihood sense, but you've just wanted to do, and whether that's learning a language or doing something yeah. out of the ordinary like that. Exactly. Um, and I think we're living in an age where there's, there's really no... There's, oh, there's fewer barriers, I guess, to being able to learn through um, mediums like this. So you've mentioned, you know, learning a language. I've seen people... Um, really getting creative with artwork. They might, it might have started out with trying to entertain their children um, or homeschooling their children and they've discovered that they absolutely love sitting down for half an hour at the end of the day or within their day and mindfully colouring in or creating a piece of, of artwork that um, might just be for this period of time or it might actually lead to something that they want to pursue or continue um, beyond this coronavirus period of time. So... Um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think one of the activities that somebody could do on their day, especially if they don't have work, is to sit down and say, what interests me? What, what are my skills? Um, what's something that I previously did that I haven't done for a long time that I'd like to have a go at? What's something that I said I'd always like to do that I've never tried? And, and how can I um, throw myself into that activity? So those are really valuable goals and um self-reflective questions to ask yourself and that, that can take a bit of time believe believe me it's not something that can necessarily be answered in five minutes so you might spend whole days discovering what those interests and skills are um, and again if you're stuck ask somebody you know what did they what do they think you might be good at or what were you good at at school or um, what do you look for in somebody else and what sorry what skills or attributes do you admire in somebody else and how could you maybe develop some of those characteristics um, as well so thinking really broadly about what this time might look like for you is is quite an exciting sort of opportunity even I'm getting excited even just sitting thinking about what um, you know how I might like to do you know do this time or what I might like to fill in um, my time with for sure. We are talking about senior routine and we discussed earlier exercise and food um, and, and sort of brushed over them. So I want to just go back to those two um, topics and we might deal firstly with exercise. Um, there's obvious physical uh, benefits from exercise. What are some of the, the mental benefits? And I guess in a, in a science sense, um, what is it that we benefit from when we do exercise in, in a mental wellbeing space? to be really simplistic you know we talk about feel-good chemicals that come from being able to exercise run as high is something that you know a term people might be familiar with there are certain chemicals being released when we do exercise um, you know i know from off the top of my head dopamine and serotonin are a couple of them um, and they're the feel-good chemicals they're the ones that make us feel um, again coming back to a sense of achievement um, and satisfaction with ourselves, and that they just create this like rush or this these endorphins these positive kind of chemicals that flow through our body so there is a there is a 
very, very strong relationship between exercise and positive mental health. So there's, there's no denying that, even if I'm not particularly well-versed in being able to explain how it all works, chemically speaking. Um, but I mentioned before that, you know, the pillars, of, the pillars of well-being, as far as I'm concerned, are achievement, um, connection and enjoyment. And I think that exercise can really tick all three boxes. So you might wake up in the morning and that run that you said you were going to go for last night all of a sudden doesn't seem like such a great idea. But if you can put your shoes on, chances are you're not going to take them off again. So if you can just put your shoes on. And even if you step out the door, even if you just start putting one foot in front of the other, um, you know, the benefits of the fresh air, the benefits of being outdoors, especially when we're spending a lot of time indoors at the moment, um, the benefit of actually, um, you know, pushing yourself to, to achieve something is, is going to be really rewarding and valuable once you've completed it. You might struggle to do it at the time, but there's that benefit. If once you've done it, you know, you feel good about it. So you're going to, you're going to get a sense of achievement from doing it. Um, if you are safely exercising with one other person, you know, at a distance and, and you're respecting those um, physical distancing rules, then you, you can still get a sense of connection. You, you can still catch up with somebody and, and keep that space and distance and, and, and talk to them and, and get that sense of connection from them. Um, and, you know, for a lot of us, exercise is really enjoyable. So, for example, you know, I, I went for a swim this morning and I'm really fortunate to live somewhere where there's a marine park. And so that's a summer life um, in that wide open space is something that I find incredibly pleasurable. So, you know, it, it, for me, it ticks all three boxes. And I think for a lot of people, that's the case. And you come away from that half an hour, an hour of exercise that you've been able to do, and your, your head is clear. You can focus more, you can sit down comfortably and not be so agitated and fidgety because you've actually done a little bit of exercise and moved your body in the way it's designed to be. So there's so many, you know, I could do, I could talk about exercise and the benefits of it physically and mentally for you know, whole, whole days, but um, there's just a few of the ideas I have off the top of my head. For sure. The only other thing I want to touch on with exercise is I guess some people might be daunted by the idea of, of exercise and what it might look like. Um, I guess the intensity of that exercise and you touched on a little bit there with just getting outside and putting one foot in front of the other. Um, it, it doesn't really matter the intensity of that exercise as long as you're actually doing something it's better than nothing isn't it that's right and look if the word exercise is daunting just think about moving like our bodies have joints because they're designed to move so you know even if that moving is 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 simply getting outside outside and walking or if taking it a step back you just want to lie on the floor and do some stretching and just nurture your body through movement is is really important it doesn't have to be about setting um huge fantastical exercise goals and running a marathon you know i've seen some people running marathons on their balcony and i just don't think that that's going to be many or you know it, most people are, are going to accept good on them goals. <laughs> good on them absolutely um i would yeah probably go crazy before um i could achieve something like that so good on them that's right um but just operate within your realm of comfort to a certain degree, you know, so just be mindful of what you can physically achieve um, during this time. As I said, if, if it helps to commit to doing something by roping in a single buddy um, and, and setting a time that you're going to get out there and commit to that exercise, chance more, you know, there's more chance of you getting it done um, and being able to, um, to honor that commitment. So buddying a buddy system for exercise is, is a really valuable way of kind of um, holding yourself accountable and, and getting out there and doing it. Um, 
and yeah, just start small. As I said, don't, don't set yourself too high expectations, but just, um, and if exercise is not something that you've previously had a really strong relationship with, then um, it, it's okay to start now and it's okay to start really small and just even a five minute walk around the block is better than nothing, as you said. For sure. Um, I just want to touch on eating, which you, you've spoken about briefly. Uh, personally, I find I'm definitely eating more during this period. What's the importance of us keeping a healthy diet during this period? Um, probably more so than, than ever before, given we are a bit more, um, I guess, sedate than we normally are. Um, what, can you talk to us a bit about food and, and people's eating habits during this period? Yeah, look... I'm interested in people's food habits during this time. You know, when we first started um, talking about restrictions and we saw pasta and flour and sugar flying off the shelf, it, it, it was, I was curious about that because you're right, we are probably adopting a more sedentary, not all of us certainly, but some of us are adopting a more sedentary lifestyle. And so um, investing or engaging in um, high carb, eating practices is, is a strange one when we're probably, you know, not doing as much physical activity, even though I just spoke about the importance of it. So I think, you know, there's, there's a physical benefit to eating well, and there's also a psychological benefit to eating well. You know, we need to nurture um, our brains and we need to nurture our bodies. Um, and going down the pathway of, you know, fresh produce and, and more of that rather than processed foods is, is always going to be the message that we need to be um, communicating and advocating and and practicing and following so um and from my sort of trips to the shops i i see that there's lots of plenty of fresh fruit fresh fruit and vegetables that are still available you know they're not sort of running off the shelves which is again interesting to me that that's that's the pattern that we've adopted but um i think uh, you know coming back to the importance of a routine we still need to honor that with respect to, to food so i'm not saying that we um, need to be too regimented, but um, maybe it's a time to be learning to eat more intuitively. So rather than eating when the clock tells us it's lunchtime, but just paying attention to our body. Am I genuinely hungry or am I bored? Um, you know, is it about lunchtime or um, am I just eating because I don't know what to do next or I have no kind of structural routine to my day? So the importance of having big blocks of your day where you're, you're working, you're exercising, you're socializing, your downtime is going to probably. Um, mean that you're not just reaching for that packet of biscuits just because you're bored because you've got some genuine activities that you're trying to and goals that you're trying to achieve on that day but when you do go to eat and we do need to eat obviously to keep our keep ourselves going be mindful and i know we're going to talk about mindfulness in a, in a whole other um uh recording but be mindful about the, the choices that you're making so you know, whether there's mostly fresh um, ingredients in, the, in what you're about to eat or whether you are just going for the comfort items that don't have a lot of nutritional value, um, making sure that what you're having is, is balanced. This, this time that we're living at the moment isn't permission to just let all of our standards go and all of our knowledge go about what we know to eat well and, and when to eat and things like that. So um, we might even do a, as part of the mindfulness um, recording we might i might even talk you through a mindful eating exercise and, and everybody can do it as as i talk you through it so just learning to be aware of what we're eating not just sorry not just what we're eating but how we're eating as well i think is really important and that's um that that can be a whole discussion that we can dive into down the track 
Sure, sounds good. I think um, that's covered plenty today, especially around the theme of, of setting your routine and the idea of setting it from the moment you wake up and wake up at a really consistent time, including exercise and nutritious eating as part of that and trying to set some goals that you can achieve during the day. It probably sums up sort of what everything that we've covered in a really um, a longer format, but in a very short space of time, I've tried to sum it up there. Suze, is there anything else you want to leave, leave everyone with today? I think the only other thing I would say is um, like be kind to yourself when like I, I know I've just talked about the importance of setting a routine um, but with your expectations for yourself you know we might all plan a million things to achieve in a day and if we get to the end of the day and we haven't ticked off all of those um, things it's really important you don't beat yourself up about it so maybe those things go onto your list for the next day and give you something to kind of work towards but um, be fair like I think that um, I know a lot of people are saying they've got a lot more time on their hands now than they've ever had before. But for example, that's not, that's not my reality. And so, you know, my days still feel really full. Um, and it's really important that I, I'm just fair with what I set myself and, and how I kind of nurture myself at the end of the day, you know, when I look back over my list and see what I didn't, didn't, didn't get done. So we're still, I think everyone's still adjusting to what they can pack into their day. And you're right, when you don't have that commute at the start and the end of the day, um, you might sort of think you've got all this extra time, um, but just, just, yeah, just be gentle, just be wise with how you spend it, be selective um, and, and be compassionate when you, if you get to the end of the day and not everything is ticked off. You've just triggered something there for me before we do finish. The, the idea of if you do, um, I guess, deviate from your plan or, or your routine, not letting it, um, I guess, complete, completely take a, a hook turn and it's just a little speed bump and you get back on track. Um, can you just talk briefly through that when we, while we finish up now? Yeah, look, I guess, I mean, do you mean with say respect to exercise or something like that? You might, yeah, if you don't, if you don't get your, if you don't get your exercising for the day, it doesn't mean you don't do it the next day, for example, or, right. or if you only run three kilometers instead of the four that you wanted to run, yeah. it's not, it's not the be all and end all. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we're all trying to find, I know this term's probably been overused, but we're all trying to find a new normal. Now, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, that doesn't mean that we're going to um, be the most efficient every single day or be the most structured with our routines. I think we need to give ourselves permission to have an off day or, you know, to, to say, oh, look, that is just going to be too much for me on, on that day. But as you say, that doesn't have to be my excuse for tomorrow as well. I can reset at the end of each day. Um, maybe ask myself, why didn't I get that done? Like, was it low motivation? Was it lack of time? Was it the weather? Was it, you know, something popped up that I didn't get, you know, that, that was more important. So kind of consider your reasons why that got in the way, why you had to deviate from, from your plan. And then hopefully they're not ongoing reasons. And it's something that you can kind of come back to the original idea um, of how you wanted your day to go the following day. Um, so yeah, so it's, as we're creating this new normal, there are going to be some shifts and adjustments and changes and flexibility, as I said, which is really important. Um, but try not to let that turn into excuse after excuse after excuse so that we, we get to the end of this period and you feel really dissatisfied with what you didn't achieve um, or um, the choices that you made, um, for example. We have very much scratched the surface on this topic today, Suze, and we will cover a lot more in the episodes to come. Um, just for people out there, there is plenty of different resources that they can go to. Do, have you got any suggestions on resources they can go to if they do want to learn a little bit more about, about this information? Oh, there's some really good resources. And I think it's almost about navigating what's, um, so you don't feel overwhelmed. So I think um, 
some of the organisations that I have been um, using their valuable resources are places like Black Dog Institute and, and Beyond Blue. Um, headspace, for, especially for younger people, for 12 to 25, there's a lot of resources on there about how to deal with this time, how to set routines, um, what to include in a routine, how to deal with difficult feelings as they come up. Um, so some of those peak bodies um, where mental health is their core business, I think, um, talk about these sorts of topics in depth and with really practical guidance. So they're the, some of the places that I would encourage um, people to start by looking at what resources are available. Great, Susie. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Shane. You're listening to Wellbeing with the Sydney Swans. 